That was Elevation Worship featuring Brandon Lake with Graves into Gardens. Thank you for choosing to keeping it locked right here on Radio Pulpit and Radio K Pulpit. Uh, as promised, I'm now joined by the incredible Viola Ntokazi Nwadike, and she is a gospel artist, uh, a minister, an entrepreneur, humanitarian, a broadcaster, a wife, a mother. And she is also the director of Given Ear Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization working on the repair of microtia in children in Africa. She's currently based in the USA. I can't wait to tell you all about that. Viola, thank you so much for your time and welcome to Elevated. Uh, thank you so much, Jenny, for having me on your show. I'm truly blessed and honored to be to be uh, um, sharing my story with your listeners. And your story does go very deep and very far and it reaches <laughs> um, wide as the sky. We're going to get to the great work that you're doing. But let's first start with who Viola is. I know that you are a daughter of the soil of Africa. Tell us about yourself. Um, I was born in Nelspruit, um, Pumalanga, and um, um, I came to Johannesburg to study, and I ended up being based there. And um, after um, studying communication science, I I just went into business, and you know, started running um, A two promotions, which is still hosting events and stuff like that. Um, and then in 2008, I gave birth. Okay. After getting married yeah, yes. in 2006, <laughs> 2008, I had my first son, um, and he was born with one ear, hmm. um, which is the condition that is called microtia. And, um, so that's the experience that sort of opened another door for me or another avenue for me to um to explore which i think we're going to get into that um in our discussion yes i'm a music minister i'm a gospel artist like you said um you can go and check out my my page viola n um you will find me on youtube and all the digital platforms you can have my music there now, where did your love for the music ministry start? When did you realize that you have this gift to minister to people so profoundly, I must add, through music? Um, I think it was just, you know, I think everybody says the same thing. Oh, when I was young. Yeah, when I was <laughs> young. But when I was 14, I joined the local uh, community choral music group. And I was singing choral music from 14 years old. So... And then I moved on to, there was an, uh, a lady who sings opera who trained me for a year and I started singing opera. Hmm. And uh, from there, when I got to Johannesburg, I started singing with um, so many hip hop artists. I was not even born again that time. I sang um, circular music. I had all the double HPs and DJs booze and them of today. So I used to do the be the you know the the girl at the back of the dj (laughs) (laughs) that was me (laughs) and um i signed up with ringo madlingos label and i was doing some bit of afro pop but i had a life transforming experience um where i fell 
from the first floor and mm. doctors thought that I died. Yeah. But I I literally like I was in the theater, I was in the operating room and the my my heart flatlined and I literally stood up from there and I saw myself being worked on and um I saw some duck people or some duck shadows just coming in and say, we've come to collect you. Mm. So I was literally going to hell. Mm. And they pulled me out of the operating room and I heard my grandmother. I had a praying grandmother who was always disturbing me if I visit her for every morning from five o'clock. She will play. She will pray almost an hour calling all of us by name. So I heard her praying and saying, Jesus intervene, not her. And she called me and she said, pray. And I remembered that she used to call this name all the time. Mm. And I just said, Jesus. And the moment I said that, there was like a huge white light that hit me like a brick. And I remember now waking up after the theater and doctors were like, you are a miracle mm. patient. And I started asking myself, what is this name that brought me back to life? So to cut a long story short, I changed my life. I gave my life to Christ. Yeah. I stopped all, all that. And I, get, I got fully committed in, 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 in uh, serving God as a worship leader and as a music minister. That's where I am right now. And I'm very blessed to be uh, that Jesus came for me. Yeah. Because I could have just gone to hell, but he came back for me and he pulled me out. So, and I'm not going to be quiet about it. So sure. that's, that's, that's the, the experience. That is why when I sing, I know who I'm singing about and I know mm. what he has done for me. And I want to tell people hell is real because I saw it. I was not even a believer, but sure. I saw it. So yeah. if you don't have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when that moment comes, they will come for you. So you better make sure that you are born again so that you will see heaven. It is not just a story in the Bible. It is real. Shuvaola, you mentioned something so important. You spoke of your grandmother who was always praying. Yeah. And when we yeah. think back to our grandmothers and our great grandmothers, mm. they were prayer warriors of note. Yeah. But today's generation, I mean, we find it so difficult to pray. What would you say to somebody who might be listening today and they are finding it difficult to pray, to just even mention the name of Jesus? Maybe life has hit them so hard. They are depressed yeah. and they don't even know where to begin because prayer is such a fundamental part of our existence. That is why the enemy finds so many things to keep you away from spending time with God, to keep you away from spending time with him, from having a relationship with him. So that will now end up um, killing your prayer life. That is why God says faith comes by hearing. So you mm. must always surround yourself with the word. Wake up in the morning, listen to, make sure that you have the word around you at all times because the issues of life may get you discouraged. You might feel that, you know what, I've been praying, but it, nothing is happening. Mm. And then you bombard yourself with all these things that has been designed to take your focus away from God. And that will make you completely lukewarm. And uh, Jesus said, it's either your heart or your cold. Because mm. if you are lukewarm, I will, I will spit you out. So you must always, it's a battle. Because mm. the flesh 
does not want you to pray. <laughs> Absolutely. She wants you to watch Netflix and all these. Sorry, <laughs> after mentioning people that have not paid for the, um, you know. <laughs> but yeah, he wants you to watch all these um, series that are out there. <laughs> series. Oh, yeah, the series. They get you with these series Ooh. that will just go from season, how many seasons, <laughs> just to get you away from reading the word. Yes. Just to get you away from spending time with God. And our mothers never had those things. You're they right. only had Jesus. They only had Jesus and they would spend time with him. But us, we have to fight that temptation when you come back home. That is why I tell people at home, I don't watch those things because it takes the time that I'm supposed to have to spend with God. You have to avoid those. Uh, I want to see what's going to happen tomorrow's episode. Mm. Please, as a believer, those are designed to steal your time with God because he wants to, to, to have that moment with you. He wants you to have that special connection with him. Call him that special name. He wants, you know, he wants that special time with mm. you every day. So our grandmothers, those, that was the secret. That's what made them prayer warriors because they spent time with him. Yeah, yeah. No other option. There was no other option. But now we also there was no other option. We're also getting to December now, and I want to ask you this as an events organizer or an events manager, mm -hmm. because you are also a director at A2 Promotions that specializes in gospel events, music workshops, yes. arts and yeah. craft yeah. supplies. So, but now we're getting yeah. to December and we see a lot of people backsliding during December because events are popping up everywhere. And especially as someone who used to be a backup singer slash <laughs> <laughs> DJ slash girl, dancer. you know, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you say to Christians, especially young Christians who feels like, you know what? I need to go out to events, man. I'm not an old person. Um, so what would you say to them in as far as it pertains to being cautious during this season and just attending any kind of event? And do you think there's enough Christian events during the festive season to make people feel like there's events where they can go and celebrate life and celebrate Christ? The events are there. It depends on whether you are looking or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Church events are everywhere. Um and you don't have to be part of wherever the spirit of God is, not mm -hmm. you shouldn't find you shouldn't never grieve the Holy Spirit. And he will always tell you, you know, I remember I went to to an event um, for one radio station and there was gospel singers in the beginning. And then after that, there was secular musicians. So I, I, I was standing there and I was watching and the gospel singers, everybody was blessed. And the moment the secular uh, um, artist came on board, there was mm. a shift in the atmosphere. Mm. I remember. And people started pushing each other. And then the Spirit of God reminded me, I've left. Mm. So when he's not there, what are you doing there? Yeah. So you can't mix the two. It is not possible. I know that as believers, we want to believe it. But you 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 must be sensitive to the holy spirit never grieve him don't take him like for me personally after i gave my life to christ i've had so many offers people say you can come and sing uh this and you come and do that but i said to myself i am not willing to compromise mm -hmm. because in one pipe you cannot have dirty water and clean water flowing out at the same time it is not possible mm -hmm. so you have to just look out for those events 
Christmas is about the birth of Jesus Christ in the first place. Mm -hmm. So it is not about drinking and partying. It is about celebrating this life that was given to us that we may be standing. I'm one of those people because without Jesus, I would definitely not be talking to you at this moment. Absolutely. We are talking to Viola Ndokazi Nwadike. If you just tuned in, uh, we're going to get to the Given Ear Foundation uh, in a minute or two. But I want to ask you about the importance of giving, of being part of something where we get to give back to the community. It's also, once again, the season of giving. And I know, Viola, yes. you are part of a feeding program with your mother that feeds over 300 children every weekend. Why is it so important to you to be part of an initiative like that? I think my mom is the one who actually set me up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to be so irritated with my mother when growing up because she was she was just that person, that go-to person in the community. Whenever somebody died who didn't have uh, funds for funeral, whenever people who were sick with AIDS, she would accommodate them in the house. Sometimes she would move off her own bed and put people to sleep there and she would be on the floor taking care of people. So I grew up seeing that and I used to be like, and she adopted so many orphans and yet she was not, you know, well off financially. Mm. But her word was always, if God brought them through the gate, it means that he has equipped me to take care of them. Mm. So she was such an amazing um, woman. And she started that, that feeding program um, in the community. She started it as a preschool. And then eventually um, she started the feeding. So we, we have been getting some sponsorship from KFC for over the years. And we've been giving uh, the children food. So when she passed on, we just had to continue. So my sister is actually on the ground doing um, the physical work. But that is what um, we are, we, we, we have been continuing with, with her legacy because she already has a strong legacy in, in the community because she was such a, a community builder. They actually named the, one of the main streets in our community after her because of the oh, sacrifice wow. that she, she used to um, have in the community. So I learned that from her um, that with the little that you have, you know, to whom much is given, much is expected. Mm -hmm. So when it is a season like this, you must remember, you know, that whatever that you have, uh, you can't be having more than enough when your neighbor doesn't have. So Jesus has taught us the importance of, of, of giving, of sharing with mm -hmm. your neighbor. We, if we remember the early church, actually it humbles us because they sold everything and none amongst them lacked anything. Right. So there was nobody who had more than another person. They were sharing with each other. So that is a lesson to say, don't um, say in December, in this season, I want to have the biggest, uh, the, let it be that you have given the, the most and you mm -hmm. have taken care the most. That is how you will move the heart of God. So we have to remember that as Christians. In the world, they compete they want to have the biggest uh, cars, the biggest everything to show mm. off. But we as believers, we must remember the, the lessons from the early church where they shared everything that they had with each other and made sure that none lacked amongst each other. So that is, that is what I, I want to encourage people that as, as believers, let's just uh, remember who we are and whose we are um, and, and share with those who are less privileged than us. 
Absolutely. Uh, we will be right back and we'll continue this conversation. We're now going to move towards the Given Ear Foundation. The work that they do is incredible. Can't wait for you to hear all about that. Here is Hillsong Worship now with Cornerstone. That then the sound of Hillsong Worship with Cornerstone. Welcome back. If you just tuned in, you are catching the second part of my interview with this incredible woman from African soil doing great things. She's currently based in the USA. We'll find out why now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talking about Give an Ear Foundation. Vaula Ntokazi Nwadike is the director of Give an Ear Foundation. And Vaula, when I saw the story and you alluded to it earlier, of how your son was born without an ear, I was very, very touched that that moved you to not only make a difference for him, but for many other children in Africa. Take us back to that moment when your son was born and you realized that um, one of his earlobes are missing. Ah, yeah. You can never forget that moment. Um, Because I remember I was in the, in the, in the delivery room with my husband, it was our first child. So we were so excited about it. Um, firstly, we thought we couldn't have kids before, but God just gave him as a break, as a miracle. Actually, mm-hmm. doctors told us that we can't have kids, but so he was already a testimony. And so when I gave birth to him and the doctor brought him to me and he only had one ear, and remember, everybody is waiting to see this miracle baby that mm-hmm. God has given us. And the church is excited. And, you know, you are the head of the music department in a, in a big church. Everybody wants to see your baby and you have a baby with one ear. Mm-hmm. Firstly, you start feeling guilty. What did I do wrong? What is there something I ate? Is there something I did? And you start questioning God to mm-hmm. say, I thought this was a testimony. Why does it look like this? Because, you know, when we, we put God in a box, yes. if you're going to give me that testimony, it has to be perfect. So if you're giving me a child and I stood on the pulpit and I testify that I'm giving birth and why is the baby not in inverted commas perfect? What is expected? Mm. So it was a very trying moment for me and my, my husband and I. And... um so when I took my baby home, firstly, I didn't get any information from the hospital about even the gynecologist didn't know. He just told me that he probably needs plastic surgery and they just gave me the baby and I was so frustrated. I didn't know about the condition. I didn't know what it was. And so when I got home, I went to Google and I started um, Googling and that's when I saw that the condition is called microtia. And... Um, so I started um, going to some surgeons around South Africa, uh, finding out, have they done this procedure? What can be done? Because I just wanted the ear to be fixed mm. so that my son doesn't have to go through the bullying and the teasing mm. that normally happens with children. So, so in that moment, I went back to God and I was like, why did you give me a child like this? Why did you allow this to happen? You know? And God gave me the scripture in Genesis 50, verse 20. He said to me, what the enemy meant for bad, I am turning it for good. That many lives may be saved. So that many lives may be saved just popped up more than anything. You know, and I said many lives. So I looked at my son and I said to him, 
you are born like this for a purpose to make a difference in people in other children's lives so there's a reason why god made you special and different like this because he wants us to do something about it he wants to use us for something so that's how i started the given ear foundation but vaula it is worrying for me that the gynecologist didn't give you information nobody at the hospital gave you any information you had to turn to google, google. to yeah. really find out what this was all about and now i'm imagining somebody giving birth in a remote village somewhere with even exactly. less resources no exactly. idea how to google might not even understand english because the majority of the information is in english on google what does such a mother do do you think exactly. i don't know what do we do to make more information about about microsha available that was exactly where I was. That thing you just asked me right now, that's what was triggering my mind because I was in a private facility. Hmm. So, and you have what we call, you know, good medical, you know, attention. And mm-hmm. now you're not even getting any help. So, and what, this, what I'm telling you is what other mothers, most of the mothers are going through. That is why I said, which means that nobody talks much about the condition. So we have to create awareness. People need to know that there are children who are born like this and also to assure the parents that there is nothing that the parents did for the child to be born Mm. like that. There is no research that proves that maybe you might have done something wrong, that your child is born like that. Um, It is just, he was just born like that. So the community shouldn't blame you. They shouldn't look at you in a certain way. It's a condition that happens all over the world. It affects between 7,000 to 12,000 births. So there's a lot of children with microtia out there. The only problem is some parents, unfortunately, hide the ears. They grow their hair long. They cover the ears so that people don't see that their child doesn't have one ear. Sometimes it happens on both sides. So sometimes both ears are not even there. So it's not just the ear, it also affects the ear canal, which is that hole that sends the sound into the inner ear. Like my son's case, he didn't have an ear, he didn't have an ear canal. So he doesn't have the hole and he doesn't have the the, the lobe. So most um, children go through, go through that. You spoke about uh, the fear of your child being bullied earlier and then there are other challenges like you just mentioned now as well. Uh, what was Victor, your son, what was his experience? He went through, unfortunately, a lot. Um, children, and I always tell him, the reason why they stay, is not only children, even adults, everybody. But mostly the worst years is when they go to school, the mm. big school. You know, in a preschool, it's controlled, few children. But once they go to a big school, once they start grade one or grade R in a big school, mm. that is when... It, it, it really affects them. All, all the parents, uh, we all have the same experience. For him personally, children refused to play with him because they said if they touched him, their ear will fall off as well or their ear will shrink. And they will tell him he burned his ear. He said too much in the sun and the ear burned and shrunk. So, you know, and so he battled to have friends. For a whole year, he literally was mostly alone at school and I was praying so hard for God just to send him 
um, a friend. And eventually he started um, getting a friend. But I had a very supportive school and the principal was quite amazing because mm-hmm. he allowed me also to address the children. So I would go mm-hmm. to the school and tell them, this is Victor. He's got a special ear. Please make sure that you watch out that nobody bullies him because he was being bullied. Mm. And that sort of helped a bit to just let the, 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 and I told them what my crochet is. This is how it is. So now the children sort of knew what it was and um, they became more accepting and they started being, being, being um, friendly to him. But in the beginning, so you, it, it was very difficult. He went through that and the self-esteem. Mm. It was, you know, he's still trying to build up now. Even now, it's very difficult for him um, to associate, to look somebody in the eye, to it, it because he feels different. But mm-hmm. before going outside to the world, he was normal. He was a normal, happy, happy child. But until society tells you that there's something wrong with you, now you start believing it. Wow. That. No, yeah. So powerful, so powerful what you're saying right there. Uh, I love that you got involved um, as a parent. God knew exactly what he was doing when he gave Victor to you, Viola. You had the strength to go to the school, get the information and speak to the kids. What is your advice to a mother who is uh, in in a similar situation with a child who's differently abled? What would you say to that mother? What is it that she can do not only to empower herself but to empower her child to help facilitate the child's experience in society um as a mom i think what a child the first thing that mostly important is the 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 support that he gets at home so that you silence the other voices that they Mm. hear outside so you must always reaffirm them um, that they are special, that they are perfect, that they are beautiful. And also, please use the word of God. Yes. Draw them closer yes. to God. Teach them the word of God. That will, that will help them to, to know that Jesus does not make mistakes. You know, mm. he makes you perfect. He has, he, he has, you were born like this because you are special. That is what, and normally because you're special, you will do amazing things and the world will celebrate you even more because you do things that they thought you couldn't do. So as a parent, just love, your, just all they need is love, mm. unconditional love. When they know that their mom or their dad and their brothers and their sisters love them unconditionally, whatever that they hear outside, they are able to stand against, you know, yes. because that is the main thing. Never make them feel that they're different. Never hide them. Never try to accommodate. Like my son, I've never grown his hair long. Mm. He's always with the ear like that out there. And um, I said to him, you can't hide. You don't need to, to, to hide who you are. This is how God has created you and you're special. So don't try to hide him. Don't, let people talk about it openly. Let mm. people know that this is how my son is and um, support him. Know that he's, and also know that you're going to have bad days. That days will come and you'll be very discouraged because something happened at school or something happened outside. Just be Mm. there for them and support them all the way. Because, like I said, for God to give you that child, He has already equipped you to be able to, um, to be the best and give the child the best that you can. Absolutely. God knows what He is doing now. 
he knows exactly what he's doing. We are speaking to Viola Nwadike. She is the director of Given Ear Foundation. And Viola, I'm so excited because Victor got his ear. You are in America. Tell us, <laughs> why did you guys have to go to the USA for this operation? And how is Victor enjoying or adapting to having his ear? Oh, no, he is he is loving it. He is loving it. I mean, I catch a glimpse of him all the time in the mirror, just checking himself out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's 14 years old. Yes. So it just came at that age when he's a teenager and he can be able to, you know, be be confident again and just to go out there and not worry about mm. his ear, not worry about people staring and asking because what he hates is that question. What happened to your ear? Mm. And so just, so um, we have uh, partnered with a... Um, a, an organization called Ericles here in the U.S. Um, so the reason why we came to the U.S., there are surgeons who fully specialize in ear reconstruction. Mm. Unfortunately for us in Africa, it has not been, we haven't had like specialists um, that specialize in ear reconstruction. Mm. There are surgeons that do the procedure but as a foundation, we discourage it fully mm-hmm. because what happens is a lot of surgeons practice on our children. Mm-hmm. They are not specialists in it. And what happens is you're going to get a child with a failed ear. Mm-hmm. So please, if you know of a child or if you know of a parent, let them contact the foundation we can be able to give you some guidance because what happens is they will take your child, put them under the knife. And then after that, it will come out looking worse than what was supposed, what it was supposed to be. It's a specialized surgeon. I always say this, not any surgeon can work on your heart. So not any surgeon can work on your child's ear. Mm -hmm. So that is why we as a foundation partner with specialists so that when the child gets the ear, he gets what, an ear is supposed to look like. Um, so we 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 working with the Ericles. We also just partnered with the Wonders Small Wonders Foundation to bring more children this side to be able to get very good ears that they can be proud of, and uh, um, be able to um, so that they can grow up without having to worry about not having an ear. That's incredible, Viola. And what has the reception been like? You are there now doing some fundraising, I'm assuming, and trying to get some people on board to help more children all across Africa. What are people saying in the U.S.? Are they eager to get involved? It has been. You know when God is in it. (laughs) Oh, yes. He just shocks you all the time. You just come in there and be like, please, can we just have one ear for free? Because... Let me explain this generally. It's not a cheap um, 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 surgery. So Mm. if you were to convert it in South Africa, my son's ear is over a million rand worth of surgery. Yeah. So it's not a cheap surgery. And um, so when you give a, a child that gift, like every year they'll be taking one child and then small wonders will be taking one or two children every year. Mm. And, uh, we have we've got some few interviews and in, with other surgeons around the country um, to get more because we need to send more kids. We need to bring more kids to give them more 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 ears. So their reception has been amazing. 
Their reception wow. has been amazing. And we have children and parents who are excited back home that, you know, their children um, are going to have a, a, a chance at a, a, you know, I always say this, if there is a technology to make life easier for, for our children, why not make it accessible to every child that is born with it? It doesn't only have to be, because in the US, for an example, the insurance, like what we call medical aid mm-hmm. at home, most of it, some of it, most of the children here get access to these surgeries because their their medical aid pays for it. But back home, it's not the same. Hmm. So they will give you, if you are lucky to have a very good medical cover, like maybe 20 or 30% of the expense. So they don't see it as, but we're still fighting to, to say, this is something that needs to be corrected in our children. It is out there. So that is what we are trying to create awareness um, um, out there to say there is a condition called microtia and our children need help. That is why I actually called it give an ear because it is not just give me a physical ear, but mm. give, an, give me an ear, listen to us, listen to our story, listen to what we're going through as parents with children with uh, microtia. I'm sure somebody listened today and they are so inspired. Perhaps they would like to help. Perhaps they would like to help uh, create awareness or they'd like to contribute financially. Or maybe there's a parent who needs more information. Viola, thank you so much for making yourself and Victor available to help so many people all across Africa. How do we get more information? How do we get involved? How do parents contact you? Uh, to God be the glory. Please, if you want to be um, part of it, uh, just you can send an email to admin at givenearfoundation.org. Um, you can visit our website, givenearfoundation.org. Um, you can go to the link there and you can partner and, you know, just make a constant donation. We use the app, the, the PayFast. Mm-hmm. And so they can, they'll just be deducting every month from 50 rands, 100 rand, 200 rand, whatever that God has laid in your heart to be giving every month to the foundation. And then we'll be able to update you on the progress of what's happening. We have more kids coming. We have to f- pay for the flights. We used to have a sponsor from our airline, but now that they're not coming here anymore, we have to mm-hmm. pay for it, uh, for the flights um, ourselves. So we have to fly the kids we have to accommodate the kids we have to transport the kids we have to feed the kids mm. uh, and their and their parent when they are coming here so and it's 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 not a um, uh, it's quite an expensive um, um, procedure to 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 do the the doctors pay for the for the hospitalization and everything but we have to bring the children here ourselves so we would love if we can have the support, just visit givenearfoundation.org and just become a partner. And uh, we believe that God will bless you for that and you'll change a child's life forever.